Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. Insane in the Membrane is back for another live podcast recording on Sunday the 23rd of February. I found that through humour, people open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is an intimate live show with comedian Rich Wilson and very special surprise guest in front of a small audience at the Pleasance Islington. In fact, you are so close to the comedians, you could probably lick them. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. January's a struggle for us all, so put yourself something to look forward to in February. In Saving the Membrane Live at the Pleasance, Sunday, Feb 23rd at 7.30pm. Just £5. Nearest tube, Caledonian Road, Piccadilly Line, Dead easy, no excuses. You did great, Reg. Thanks, Bob. You Didn't did as well. You did great. Thank you. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app or go to pleasance.co.uk. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another edition of your favourite podcast. Insane in the membrane. I hope you're all well. I hope you're having a nice uh, time at the beginning of the year here. Um, it's full of opportunity, isn't it, and possibilities. Who knows what's going to happen this year? Hopefully, it's going to be a great year for all of you listening. I was joined this week by uh, a new comedian called Luke Anthony. I met Luke last year, year before, maybe last year, uh, in a gig in Cambridge, and we, we got on famously, we had a lovely chat, um, and Luke does his own podcast, um, and uh, he asked me to do an episode with him, uh, so we recorded this at the Bill Murray, uh, just upstairs in their, in their room there. So thank you to the Bill Murray for allowing us to do that, it's very kind of you. So we recorded Luke's one, uh, and then we recorded uh, my this one with him, and it was a really good chat. I didn't realise that uh, Luke actually is, uh, is bipolar. So I've never met anyone really. I've known people that have family members. That I think we had Pete McKee and Pete McKee's uh, wife has bipolar, and so he was talking to me about how one uh, looks after someone or, or helps and assists someone who's got who suffers with bipolar. Um, and so it was interesting to meet someone that actually has it. So uh, also he tells a story about falling victim to this, in, this shocking scam. Again, I've never met anyone who has, so uh, it was an interesting chat. So uh, without further ado, please welcome Luke Anthony. Well, I've noticed when we were talking, you quite like to fuck around with people. Is that right? With what? What do I say? Um, what, was you, what was it? Oh, the thing with the, with the, the plastic bottles. Plastic bottles? Yeah, when you worked at the thing and you said it was your last day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you fucked about with the... Yeah, okay, so... Yeah. So I, right. Now, I've always... I, 
a lot of comedians grew up in a in a place where like families were jokers. They might not have been the funniest in the family or the friends. Yeah. But you know, I was always be the one that would get in my my So my my dad was went through his years of mod like yourself, yeah. and yeah. he. He was a fighter, you know, mm. he'd always, you know, fight or flight, you know, he'd yeah, always yeah, fight. Yeah. You know, it's just one of the things. So he he's very, very streetwise in that sense. So he right, knows okay. he, he can walk into a pub, any pub, and know whether he should walk out or not. He'd Got just you. sense it, he'd have his back to the wall. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that he's just completely built around it. Mm. But when, when you're someone who banters to people and has a laugh yeah. with that, you know, he, he, he gets nervous because he thinks someone's going to kick off or you're going to get smacked on the face for oh, being, really? being, being a joker. <laughs> right? So but I've never, I've always insisted on being like that and staying mm. the same and, and always joking. So I've done it at school. I was always pissing around in school, even though I've got quite quite good grades. Yeah. Um, didn't like school. I had a really shit time at school. We'll, we'll get to that. Same. I hated school. Um, yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, this is this is like jumping the gun like massively from when I started comedy. But when I was when I worked in a plastics factory, mm. I know it's not very not very good. Um, I can tell you now the plastics factories don't recycle everything, <laughs> right? I no. tried my best. I absolutely tried my best. I tried to get it all in the granulator. Didn't happen. <laughs> right, so I did my bit. So b- before you... I tell the next story, <laughs> right, I just need to carry out the shit out of that. I met someone in Edinburgh that was in plastics, and I said to him, he was in plastics, and then uh, Joe, oh, what's his name? I his name another comic Joe oh god producer Paul can you just sorry producer Paul yeah Joe Sutherland his boyfriend works for Greenpeace and so he was sat behind the plastics guy oh yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. so I said to him I didn't know that at the time I didn't know to after I'm like fuck I could have set you two off yeah yeah um, I said to the guy I said you're right, you in plastics I said well do you do your bit do you recycle he goes no are you going to stop using plastic no I don't know why he goes because what I do I don't put it in the sea. My stuff goes on strawberries <laughs> yeah, yeah. and shit like that. He goes other people fling it in the sea. And I'm like oh wow. I, I so, pay my ten so, p. I pay my ten yeah. p for a plastic bag for some little fella to go down to the beach and pull it out the turtles throat. That's it. Yeah. Well, they get, you get sent to Malaysia or something. Then they've been yeah, they found they? they found our recycling in Malaysia. That's crazy. But it was yeah. just a trial, wasn't it, to see if logistically we could recycle. It was uh, never to actually recycle the stuff. It was just to logistically find out if we could pick this up, get it to a location, and actually do this. Uh, it was that's how it started. It wasn't when we first started having these little boxes. Yeah, it wasn't about recycling. It was about seeing if we could logistically, you know, disperse it, it around. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So I, I, I've always been, I've always been in that sense. I've, I've always been kind of no. It's not that hard to pick up your plastic, put it in a different bin to the usual bin. Yeah, it does get confusing. And sometimes it's not that simple, but different areas have different rules. So certain stuff they, I can't put in. Very true. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I can't put certain things in my blue bin, so it has to go in a normal bin. We've got our blue bin is the food bin, so all the waste, food oh. waste goes in that. And then uh, oh, that would fuck with my brain. I'd, I'd get so I'd get fines instantly. <laughs> we don't have different colour bins. Because we live on a main road. Well, not right, a main road. We yeah. live on a road where... You just sling it out the front. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, 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 like Victorians. Just <laughs> sluice it out the window. Shit out the window. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't have different colour bins. We've just got... We have to wear... Uh, have to have pink bin bags for all the recycling. And then the cardboard and everything goes in a blue bin with a black lid. The mm. food waste goes in a blue bin. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all... It, it's, uh, it should, do you know what? It should be national... Yeah, yeah, all yeah. the same, and then everyone yeah, would know. Yeah, 
this book, there was a screenplay of um, The Boys Who Want to Save the World, The, the Boys Who Save the World or something like that, is by Sam Mills, a great novel. Right, okay. And it was made into a film, and we did like a couple of, a couple of um, films. They did one one trial run and then another one, and then they said we had to, they've got some funding, so, but to get it, we need to audition again and refilm a bit of it. Right. And we refused to do it, and then it never lifted off because of that. They never redid the oh, audition. Wow. They, 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 they hemorrhaged so much cash into that. I mean, they mm. borrowed so much money of people. So really? I thought I was out of pocket spending 200 quid traveling, but they, they were tens of thousands of pounds. Oh, Jesus. And so that flopped. And then, so I had a few bad, bad experiences with, with like acting. And I remember being at college and, well, before that I did, uh, my last, the last, like one of the last days at um, school, I did, you know, they did like an end of year assembly thing. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used wow. to show what people had done. And so I I sort of got together some material and all that sort of stuff and did this whole stand-up set. It was kind of like an amalgamation of all my favourite people at the yeah. time. And and it went really well. It was really great. They tried to book me on to do the, the, the following the year below us and oh, all wow. that sort of stuff. But before that, I was diagnosed around sort of 14. I hit, hit like a real big spell of depression. And right. I was diagnosed with bipolar like a year later. Okay. So I was really, really depressed at 14. I really struggled to sort of fit into school and things mm. like that. And and um, I went to like a psychiatrist, they, a psychologist, sorry, they, they misdiagnosed me. They said, no, he's just a teenager, he's just moody. Oh, wow, this is what it was like a hormonal... Yeah, that's what they put it down to. And yeah. then a year later, we were on, um, bless my parents, we were on holiday in Cornwall and um, I was high as a kite. Mm. My sister, in the same holiday, she was diagnosed with with uh, diabetes. What? So she she had, she and they're all linked, aren't they? Thyroid, diabetes, yeah, bipolar, yeah, yeah. they're all part of the same genome. Are they really? I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Are they really? They're yeah, all linked. Yeah, they're all part of the same gene, ah, yeah. I actually didn't know that. I'm going, yeah, 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 but that didn't realise. Yeah, and so, and so, um, yeah. And so, so, is it, so is it hereditary? It can be. It right. can be. Not always. I mean, if you if you start doing hard drugs, then maybe you could mm. probably cause something. But and people have got schizophrenia from smoking bad weed and stuff. Really? But um, with with bipolar, so that was on holiday or two weeks. Um, I think that holiday, I I was high as a kite. I, I thought I was controlling mm. the car and all that sort of stuff. I was hallucinating out my ass. Wow. And um, I've never said that term before. <laughs> I think I've hallucinated out my ass a few times. <laughs> yeah. That's some yeah. brilliant class A's in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister was was drinking coke and everything, and she, and she was really, really thin. So she, so she must have been really close to being comatose with with um, diabetes, yeah, she yeah, came yeah. back. She went straight to the doctors. I think on the same holiday, the, the clutch went in the car. <laughs> so we had to God. get the, luckily the next door neighbor uh, that was there with the holiday home we were staying was worked for the RAC. So he, so he he back backdated uh, the membership for my parents. Oh, um, nice. I remember this all retrospectively. You've got to remember yeah. I was high as a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Properly, proper psychosis. So I thought I was already famous. I thought the pap were following me around. Really? Um, so I sort of lived, I, I lived like this, I lived something in my brain and uh, in these hallucinations. Because of the because of the the life you'd had up until that point with the filming and the acting. I, I guess so, yeah, because it's all part of it. So so it was, we met certain people that were, um, you know, doing really well and it, it mm. was, everything was looking really good. And, and um, yeah, so, I guess I guess with those pipe dreams and stuff like that, it, it bipolar people always think that if someone's a cunt while they're they're doing when they're in bipolar or in psychosis, mm. it's just a, a magnification of who you are. So right, okay. So it's just you're just an exaggerated version of you when mm. when you're there. So if if I'm the guy who's always performing and I'm 
you know, yeah. in psychosis, it's just going to make it even worse. But uh, mania can just very quickly go the opposite. So often what follows that is is severe depression. Really? And so... So that so that 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 was the point at which I thought that I was never going to fit into school because mm. I was off for then three months after that it was on summer holidays so I went back to school and I I didn't even go back to school right, so okay. everyone started the new the new school year and I think it was like third year or something right. like year nine or something and then yeah it 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 was it was really difficult I really did. and that that was the point I think bef- that was the point where I thought that maybe acting probably won't be the thing for me mm. and I think I just everyone because with that with with um, mental health these things grind on you so yeah. a, lot, a lot of depression is about mulling on things so when when someone says something bad about you you just play that through your head so yes. many times until it just grinds you down and you, you I always remember this quote that someone said that someone said to me once they said stop trying to find a reason and just try and find a way out yeah so, yeah that's a good, good way of putting it yeah yeah. And so so then I did the comedy thing and then what what came after that that big set that I did at the end of school was was a massive like blip and I and and so I associated something really bad with comedy. I was very negative because I thought right. well, even though it went really well, I just thought I can't do this because it's like I associate it every time I do comedy I feel like I'm yeah. I'm going to go high again or I'm going to go too low. So right, right, I was right. scared of going high. I was scared of lifting that lid off. Yeah. Of of like the stuff that I do on stage and that energy and that adrenaline because I thought I'd keep that lid on it mm. just so I can stay stay normal and stay stable. Yeah, right. And I realized it wasn't that. It was just my internal side. I was too young. I was I was going through certain things and then after that I guess you know this is where I sort of relate to you in a bit because you you, you know you had a sort of a promiscuous mm. part in your life and all that and then after that that was pretty much what it was for about about eight, eight years yeah, after right. that just yeah. just 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 flinging wow. around and just doing everything and I guess that sort of ties in with with mania and all that sort of stuff and being yeah. high and stuff because you you just go to the extreme for everything and when you're and when you're in, having a manic episode are you aware is there a moment you go oh shit it's this again or no, you just got you're just gone it's a weird sensation. I can feel it, feel it mm. like in the chest. Like yeah. almost, like I know, I know now when my trigger warnings are. Right. I know where I need to stop. I, I can control it. And and to be honest, I was, I was sort of lucky because my you, you spoke about it being you know hereditary. Mm. My elder cousin Leah, she she was she she had gone through it like three years before me. Yeah, and then my brother a couple of years before me. And so my parents are already you know they come from a generation where. This stuff was never spoken about. It never happened no. to them, you know. And I, I we were, I was very lucky with my parents because Leah didn't get a particularly good experience. She was put in a um, an institute for many many years. She got the wrong care. She right. got abused while she was there. Oh my god! Um, that's probably libelous. Um, <laughs> Has that been dealt with? Yeah, it's been yeah, dealt yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's claimed and all that sort of stuff. But um, okay, that's all been sorted. Uh, so it's probably not libelous anymore. Probably not libelous. It's fine. It's yeah, right. so I think it's, I think it's only libelous. It's it's... I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, you're doing really well now, Leah. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. then my brother had gone through it, but my parents had been insistent that we don't, we don't go into a, into an institute. They deal with it at home. Mm. You know, we put ten years on my parents just from just from that. Right. You know, and I used to think that I was the victim. 
of going through bipolar. I always thought that it was me that was like, um, you know, you become very selfish because you have to be yeah. to stay stable, to stay normal, to stay, to be that person that everyone loves and to stay in that, that mode. You have to be so selfish to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My turning point with, with bipolar was, was quite young and I was lucky in that sense. So I was already lucky that I've got great parents that support me. My dad, my dad wrote legal letters to so many psychiatrists. Okay. There were certain medications that right. my brother was put on, like I think, I think it's Lanzapine or something like that, that puts on severe weight. It's banned in the US. We still really? prescribe it even Fucking to today. Hell. So he wrote so many strongly word, worded letters to stop certain yeah. things and sort of shaped care in that area mm. beyond that. So. He, too, he took a very invested interest right. in doing it, so, you know. Um, well, I suppose, yeah, yeah, he's educating himself, isn't he, to, in order to yeah, yeah. deal with it, yeah. So the amount really? of reading, he's, you know, he's done degrees, he, he's tra trained to just read and read and read and read yeah. and read, so he learned everything about it. I think he probably made himself mentally ill <laughs> reading about it. But, um, but yeah, so that, that was great, so I was fine with that. But there was one day that we'd, I'd been into a consultation with a psychiatrist, um, great, great doctor, I won't mention his name for, for obvious reasons, but, and... We had a particularly good session. It looked like I was gonna, you know, this is gonna be a breakthrough moment. You know, we've got these plans, he's gonna do this. We've come up with these trigger warnings. It's fine, it's gonna be all right. We've got these cards. Um, do like the little, so when you're high, you get these symptoms. When you're oh, low, okay. you get these symptoms. All looking great. You know, the, people always divide the, the psychiatry and the psychology. But he yeah. always said that you need to bring the two together. A psychiatrist right. should be a great psychologist. Yeah. Therapist should be able to understand the other uh, two as well. It's, okay. All has to work together. You can't just have medication. No. You can't just have the other. You have to have both together. And it's it's um that's the best way to do it. So then we got back in the car and it was almost like, the moment I walked out that door, I just switched back to being a dick again. Really? Well, I was in this moment, <coughs> manic, because one of the things is aggression and, and anger and, and you get this pent up frustration mm. and stuff. And then I just lost the plot about something in the car with my mum. And, you know, she, you imagine she'd been going, taking time off work. She'd been putting her job at Jeopardy to, just, to, just to get me to and from these consultations. Yeah. And I said something, and I, I can honestly tell you that the first time I realised that I was the problem and I need to I need to not be like this and I need to get well. Whereas when I looked over and I just saw I broke down, it was the first time I'd ever seen my mum cry and that was the day that I just, I knew that that I can't be like this anymore. Mm. I need to do everything I can to be yeah. stable because I'm going to destroy the people around me and there's if there's anything that makes me feel worse, it's guilt. Yeah, of course. My you know? God. And, but it's nice, it just shows what sort of person you are that you recognise that. Do you know what I mean? Because, had you been just a fucking wanker who didn't mm. give a shit, you know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have seen that in your mum. Do you know what I mean? You would have just yeah, gone, you would have just brushed it off and yeah, just moved you would have been too. Like, I'm well, I'm the one suffering here. This is all you know, me, me, me. But I think that just goes to show what sort of a character you have as a person, which is brilliant. Yeah, and I, I that. and I think I think that's what ties into the whole writing and, and doing comedy and stuff. Mm. Just seeing people happy. Yeah. Always, you know, I, I know I know he's, you know, he's got a bad rep and all that sort of stuff, but growing up and even through that time, I, I really enjoyed watching people like um like Jim Carrey because yeah. you know, he he's he's he is, you know, he's, he's bipolar himself. He's, right. he, at that time when you're going through these things, you do everything you can to to latch on to somebody who you look up to yeah. or whatever, someone else, is someone else going through this? Is yeah, there anyone yeah, else yeah. going through this? Is it just me? Am I just the only one going through this? When you see people that achieve so much that have been through it, you think that gives you that element of hope. Mm. And, and I think when when I've gone through this manic, manic episodes where 
I, I, I thought I was famous or I thought I was performing, I thought I was filling out arenas and all that sort of stuff and all the pat for wow, me. That, that, that stuff scares the shit out of me. It's yeah. the worst part of... Because it was so real as well, was it? Yeah, yeah. and where, exactly, yeah. So people always think that, oh, it's a hallucination, but it was as real to me as it was, you know, touching this wood, wow, touching man. the floor, you know, yeah. the, the cold air. It was, everything was absolutely real. So, and I think the fact that I could imagine achievement yeah. and success, or I'm not saying that fame and success is never, never what I've wanted to do. It's mm. just something that, amalgamated when when I was in those episodes it's actually something that I fear that sort of thing but I guess that element of I can achieve anything I want to achieve if I put my mind to it I've been been to the extreme if I've lived it in my reality in my broken reality Mm. my my broken reality then I can I can get to it I can do that I can I can work in what I want to work in I don't have to wake up and do seven and a half hours a day drawing lines on the screen and sometimes they're curved lines. <laughs> I don't have to do that. No. I can do what I want because yeah. this is my time. And and I think I, I don't think I'd be who I am without bipolar. I don't think I'd have that that ambition, that no. positivity. And and ever since then I just I I've been stable. The the only time the only time okay, so that that was then I was about 16, 17, that that was the last time I had a real mm. episode and I put off comedy for quite a while and then started doing it a bit, very apprehensively, the odd gig. I never say it as my first gig. I always say that later on is my first gig, but around 20, so about okay. four or five years ago, where I just did the odd open mic night, I was doing an MC and like music open mic nights and things like that and trying out yeah. material that way. And uh, that's that's my failed music career done. I've been playing the guitar, you know. <laughs> Every comedian has tried to be a musician at one point. Um, yeah, I was a drummer, terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Different beat. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is a completely off. The, the, we are just the offbeat, aren't we? The the offbeat yeah. of the entertainment industry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but it's good that you've you're you have a positive spin on it. Uh, yeah, and you're not you're not using it. There's I, I said this to someone yesterday because there's a lot of people now. We're in the middle of like a victim culture, and I know that sounds harsh to say that. It's true though. We have yeah. to say that everyone's everybody wants something wrong with them. And and they want it, but they want it to be a different thing that's wrong with them. So they have bipolar, but a different version of bipolar. So they're better than you. Really? It's, that is, do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, but I've got this, but mine's not the same as yours, which mm. means I'm better than you. There's that subconscious, I want to be better than you, going on with everybody. And that takes away from the people that really have debilitating, life-changing mental illnesses, yeah. you know? And you're, you're using yours in a positive way. Like you're... You've you've looked into it and you've and you've researched it and you've got your head around it and then you've gone right. Just saying that, you go. Oh, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be doing this. So that's amazing. I find that amazing. And that's what I see it as. Yeah, I, I use it a bit in material, little bits. Usually just to, as openers, you know. Mm. I, you know, I was diagnosed way before it was fashionable to be insane. Yeah. Go, Sorry, I'm not, I'm not insane. I'm just reality deficient, excuse me. Woke, woke culture. So I do all of that stuff yeah. with it. But only, again, in a light spin. So I don't do any of stuff about, you know, suicide attempts or any of that sort of no. stuff. Because, I, you know, they've been there. They've happened. You know, yeah. I, I, I did. I once was going to tell one about the time that, the time that I was going to just get all the medication in the cupboard. Really? And then take it all. Um, and then didn't achieve that. So I'm such a failure that I couldn't even <laughs> fucking finish the job off. What was it? What stopped you? Did you just... You no, just... I did. I tried, but it just, oh, I, really? it just wasn't enough there. 
So oh, you, just, don't actually, yeah, just, you actually went for it? Yeah, I just had a good nap. And then, Did you? <laughs> and, then, and then woke up, right? And then all the medication was gone, so then I couldn't even oh, get shit. stable again. So I just, <laughs> just felt like a right, right idiot. And I thought, well, maybe there'd be something to write in this. And oh, Of course, and then you couldn't say to anyone, because they were like, well, we've just given you... Well, yeah, no, exactly. yeah, I was on, again, it's a different holiday. Oh, holidays is just bad for me. I think, <laughs> I think the stress working. of relaxation fucks you up. Yeah, yeah. And so I was stable for years, and then I got so... Well, the thing is with bipolar, that anyone that thinks they're stable, right, at the moment you think that, and you think that you're going to be fine, that's when you're at the biggest risk. Really? You just need to, you just need to understand that it's always going to be there. Yeah. It is a disease, you're always going to have it, and you're never going to get over it completely. Right. It's always going to be there. You'll be stable for many 20 years, yeah. whatever. That's fine. But the minute you get complacent, the minute you think you're good, the minute you think that you haven't got bipolar, yeah. you've, you've, that's when it comes and kicks you up the arse. Really? You know, because I was, I was there, I'd, I'd moved. So, yeah, so then about 2012, that's when I started doing more comedy again, playing music and, and, and MC and things like that to not, not rap, I don't do that. I'm not very good at that. Um, <laughs> no MC, one needs that. Try, try, no try, and, that. try and material for, you know, in open mic nights and things like that. And, and, there was there was a there was a night that I was out in in town in, in Cambridge town and yeah with some of us who are oppressed in Cambridge by the way I, I didn't go to, I haven't got a silver spoon I was born in a council estate I, I grew up there it's, I've seen I've seen the edges of Cambridge yeah yeah, yeah. it's not it's not it's not quite Brixton <laughs> is it it's, uh, well no. Brixton's nice and gentrified now yeah 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 I can yeah, get a panini uh... <laughs> in Brixton now yeah for ten quid <laughs> yeah that's true yeah and a pint for eight and and so yeah. I, there was a night that I went out and um, I think sometimes with bipolar your your inhibitions go a little bit and like when you have alcohol and I, you've said it yourself before where you just you you just you just become a dick or something just mm. happens or you, you you sort of do something in the wrong way and then there was this one night there was this one guy that was one of these people that was just so likable yeah. like just as a just as a mate just one of these people that he was a um, Afro-Caribbean guy and he was just just Really, really fun. I thought he was like reggae vibe about him. Yeah. Really, really wonderful person. And I realised he was he was high on coke. And I remember going back to um, his place to have some more drinks and everything. And and then uh, yeah, so I had everything that night. I, I think someone was drugged in my drink. I stayed at his house. I slept um, there. I was very drunk. And and then I had money missing in the morning. I had all oh, sorts shit. missing in the morning. And and then, because I just left, and I, I, you know, I, I damaged something in his house because I was annoyed. I assumed that this way he wasn't yeah. even there at the time. I right. just went and I went away. And there was a spate of crimes in Cambridge where, where what people were doing were defrauding people's bank accounts, mm. right? So they were, they were stealing people's letters, all that sort of stuff, right. their cards, all that. And then and then getting a group of people to have money paid in from someone else's account into yours, and then they would draw against it. Right. Right, so they 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 would get people to upgrade their bank account to um, a, a higher level. So 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 like a like a business banking, yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah. And then you can withdraw, you can pay a check in, and then withdraw it before it even clears. You know. Yeah. Okay. So with that sort of stuff, you can learn so much about someone. You can learn where people go, where 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 they end up. Social media is one of those things yeah, where you yeah, can learn yeah. people playing football. Just updating on Facebook that you're going to be playing football at the local like five or seven. Oh, yeah, you're telling people right? you're out. So yeah. that's all there. And so I, one day I was out with a mate, my best mate, Alex, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. And, you know, I always thank him for what he did after this mm. and, and everything like that. But on the way, this guy that I'd met 
well, probably about six months ago, that yeah. obviously hadn't let go that the fact that I had stolen some money back from him, that right. he'd stolen from me and all that sort of stuff. And it and had been stealing letters in the local area and it had been following me on, on um, social media. Mm. And then completely under duress, just turned up somewhere. It was just, I was walking down King Digit Road and he just turned up yeah. and he just pinned me up against the wall. And it was that. And then from that whole day, with a knife, with, with, with this whole under duress thing, I was forced to then have my bank account upgraded to Shit, a big one so man. I could have a check paid into yeah. it. Right? I had to, so I, he wouldn't leave me. He stole my phone straight away so I couldn't phone oh anyone. Oh, God. Um, Alex, had, um, Alex had gone because he, yeah. he was going to call the police and everything, but he didn't know where we were at that point. And so he, I was with this guy for the whole day. Oh, and God. I didn't know until later that there were there were a network of people yeah. that were all involved in this. He was just a cog in this whole operation. Right, right, right. right? So, they, so around every single corner, they planned it out that these are the cash points that don't have cameras. This where we know that this bank here mm. doesn't have cameras on the outside or in these places, so we can hide here. And if he comes out, we can get him if he tries to call the police or anything like it's in this place because we know Bloody that no one's, gonna, no one's gonna be seen here. Yeah. Right? So the whole, I only found this out later when it was you know, reported about and that. So the whole day, so I go into, now this is where, this is when I made the mistake. I, I thought, I was scared and I thought that if I go into this bank account and I say anything, the minute I walk mm. out, he knows where I live, he knows, he knows where I am on Facebook, yeah. he knows who I hang out with, he knows where my mate lives, he knows everything. He knows mm. he knows the numbers to ex-girlfriends, he knows so much about me that he had collected and yeah. he'd been one of those people that, he's purposely likeable right. in that way just so you, you yeah, get all this information yeah, yeah. To, to con people. Anyway, this happened. I got something like 300 quid from this this thing they did. They, they withdrew it, They I went into the bank account, the money came out. That got instantly taken from me. Mm. Um, then money was taken from like uh, a cash point. And then at one point there was, we were to take some from a post office. So I'd, all of this was all planned out, all these different post offices. The post office didn't work, mm. right? Which, which, excuse me, which meant that we're gonna have to meet up first thing the next day, right? But for this to happen, this guy, and stolen my bank account mm. details, got on my wallet. He's got everything, all of my stuff that's, mm. that I own. And so we're planning to meet the next day to finish off this job and everything. And it's all completely under duress. So there was a knife at my back at one point and I, all this oh. stuff was going on. Next day, I woke up. I'd gone out with, with a girlfriend I was with at that time who, after that, became... It's very early on in the relationship, so she, she hadn't, didn't even know me, mm. really. We'd gone out for dinner, I think, the same night, and then we went and stayed in a hotel together and... Um, sort of by the next day we were together and but I was I was a shit company that night because I was I was pulling my hair out and everything else and yeah. she was amazing like at that time so the following day I was getting phone call after phone call after phone call from this guy who's planning mm. to meet up um, I forgot to mention that one of the guys that was involved is someone I went to primary school with bloody yeah um, so he knew a bit about that as well I, I did I will come on to that but he's, he's alright and um, so the next day I go into the police station mm. I'm, I'm just really smart because the, the, the night before I'd been in like, you know, proper nice clothes, mm. you know, and I'd been out. He's looking at me now, mate. I was wearing like blazers, a shorty <laughs> hat and all that sort of stuff. That, that, was, that was the days where I didn't have to pay rent, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, it's gone downhill since then. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Hey, you're right. And, and um, 
Yeah, so I went straight into the police station and I just told him everything. Mm. I was, you imagine at this point, my bipolar has got to an yeah, insane yeah, amount. Yeah. I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I'm, I'm all over the place. So I go into there and they, they arrest me under um, caution. Wow. Because some people come in with these things to try and stand to gain, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it could be that I'm trying to get compensation for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a precaution, they arrest me. And the first time and the only time I've ever been arrested was this time, and they didn't even fucking cuff me. <laughs> I even asked them to, and they didn't. Right. Can you at least cuff me just for these, this, uh, the experience? Make it more authentic. Yeah. Was that something you want to do anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, well, I'd, I'd, I would be, I would be the, I'd be the target instantly, and I, they'd, they'd latch onto me. This ass would see the day like that day. I'd be, a, I'd be gone. I'd be a changed man. So, so, so you went in and you told the police you got arrested. Yeah, and then I was, then I was put in cell basically right. for, I think at that point, nearly eighteen hours. Fucking hell! Um, what a shit couple of days. Yeah, and so that happened. I was there for ages, and I could go mental. And and then, did they know you were bipolar? Had you told them you were bipolar? I tried to, tried to, tried this. They they. So there's no medication for you. No medication at this no. point. No, and I was on medication at that time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I went through this, and they interviewed me as they always do, and mm. they have up to twenty four hours or whatever to to caution you and then right. put you on bail and stuff. And this is this is even the start. They, I get get to the interview. They're going to question me about this. This is my chance to give my story, yeah. right? But they, this is where they twisted me. This is where I felt that I was equally under duress. And the police force do an incredible job in the circumstances yeah. that they do. But in this situation, I was told that I had to. Um, if you can get a solicitor, but they're going to be a couple of hours, right. right? And all I was thinking about is that this girlfriend that I was now with is pulling her hair off because she doesn't yeah. know where I am. I only get one phone call. Oh, I had to choose one phone call and I phoned Alex who, who had yeah. um, come to the police station uh, at that point. And so she didn't know where I was. She had no idea what was going on. But she did phone eventually. I think they told told them I was fine. Anyway, so I was interviewed and I gave up, gave up so much information that I shouldn't have given because I didn't. I refused a solicitor, right. which is such a stupid thing to do. But as, as someone who's going through yeah, mental yeah, health at that time, know, yeah. and well... You know, you know these things, and I just, I just didn't, didn't go through it. So it's so much stuff. I, I basically admitted to this um, four by false, false representation in a All sense, right. and, but they twisted it in that way to, to yeah, be there, yeah, that yeah. way. And so this is where I, I got. I, I think I ended up with like a slap on the wrist with a with a caution. But I was on. I you was did. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on bail for about um, unconditional bail for about. Eight months after because they thought it was you that was no 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 they no, no they they put me on bail because they couldn't they couldn't release me from bail they couldn't release me from for like yeah, they couldn't they couldn't prosecute me or come up with a decision until they'd got right everything else sorted so yeah. what happened is that this just this one little bust in Cambridge that was going on had uncovered a massive network across the whole of the UK Shit. so this was just these guys are just a cog and right. they were under yeah, dress and yeah, other yeah. people and it just Kept the, I found out that this this was just a ladder of people that are involved in this Fuck, thing. Going, happening all over the country. Yeah. Um, millions and millions of pounds is going into this. Wow. And so they couldn't do it. They were trying to get evidence for certain things. They were trying to bust. And because it just this can of worms just kept expanding, Yeah. they never got to the end of it. And it was about eight months that I finally got given a caution. Wow. And they, they were going to appear. They, the, the officer on the case kept trying to get the CPS to overturn it and, yeah. and just get, you know, you just been a bit naive. You know, yeah. and never happened. Um, you can take it to magistrates, but because you admitted on 
the recording, they'll probably you'll probably get a longer sentence because you've said oh, something you shouldn't mate. have said. But so you, when you, went... you told me to not have a solicitor because it was going to take a couple of hours. Yeah. And so that's that's where the next kind of year after that just just gets shit because yeah. I mean this girlfriend she she's found out I've just been arrested. Um, we spent the next two years in a relationship together. She, you know, she said, yeah. "If you're like that as normally, then I wouldn't stick with you." But the whole time, so you hadn't done anything. No. Well, yeah, I know, but I was because I because of who these people were. I some of them I didn't even know what they looked like, mm. and I'm pretty certain they knew what I looked like from yeah, photographs right. and with each other yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So, I and I lived right next to the Crown Court as well. So again, that made me nervous. <laughs> um, and so I was just a, I was just a nervous wreck yeah. that whole year after that. Your next episode is a podcast for people bursting into their 40s, 50s and beyond. Talking to people like Laura Dodsworth. One thing I didn't consider at all with manhood until I'm in my first shoot and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? I was on my knees in front of a man I don't know at all photographing his penis. I thought, oh, I'm going to be doing this a hundred times. And people like Sober Dave. When you give up drinking, you feel everything. You know, all your emotions come out before you'd numb them before. So Mm. all of a sudden it's like, what is this? What? Mm. How am I going to deal with this? Mm. You know, before it be, oh, I'll just get drunk and it go yeah. away. I'm Amy. I'm Louise. Join us for your next episode. Buy your favourite podcast app. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And so I just, uh, I was just a nervous wreck yeah. that whole year after that because every, every I'd have like, looking over my shoulder. I'd get taxis when my job's like less than a mile away, stuff like that. Oh, I just, man. just scared all the time. Yeah. And then I got this job where I was, I was doing those like chuggers, you know, where you go around and knock on the door and you're trying. Yeah. And the whole thing is about like, g people up, like all mm. that sort of stuff. And then at that point, I went on this sort of like. This is where I'd gone from anxious and depressed and all that sort of stuff to really, really high again. And I was sectioned. I was going around trying to lift people up, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. Come on, guys, just, let's do this. We're going to have fun. But walking around the street, and someone had called the police because they were worried about my mental health. And, oh, wow. And I was sectioned under the Mental Health Act. What? Right? And I was only there for three days. I was only in the Institute ah. in Barry was for three days. And this was because 
uh, the whole place was depressed when I got there. Mm. And I thought, right, I'm going to fucking change this. I'm on, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm Gandhi now, mate. I'm going I'm to get this place up. And I did. I did. But it's not what an institute needs. They, no. they managed to get everyone level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got to be, yeah, we, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they I, I, they discharged me after three days. <laughs> like, get this fucker out. <laughs> so, Menace to the, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. asylum. I went back years later and a couple of years later and the, the same staff were there and they're like... You're really hard to look after. You're tricking us all. <laughs> you know, going back to that story of trying to put the thing on the wrong yeah, side. I was, yeah, yeah. I was playing with. I'd go to the queue to get our lunch, and I'd jump the queue and all that, and just be like this cheeky guy and all that. Um, Lucky to get your head punched in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I adopted a granddad while I was there. who was really <laughs> nervous. There was an old man there. who was. was yeah. really, no, she's in the wrong hospital, to be honest. And a lovely guy. And lovely have guy. you stayed in touch? I haven't. You can't because it's uh, again. It's a. Uh, like confidentiality thing. Like, oh, really? There's this, there's this other time I was then single. The, the girl mm. had broken up with me at this point um, for obvious reasons. I mean, I, that's where I feel guilty because I know how much shit she picked up after yeah. that, like the house we were living in, um, rent and all that sort of stuff. And if I ever walk into a bit of cash, the first thing I do, she's married with kids now, she's doing great. Yeah. Um, if I bump into her again or I walk into a bit of cash, I will send her that money. Just, you know, the thing where you just want to just, just, yeah. just tick that thing off because I yeah. know how hard that was. I know that. I've and, got, yeah. And from my family's point of view, they they sort of blame anything that's surrounding that person at that time yeah. on them. So so I always felt guilty that she she kind of got a bit she of the blame of it. That. But it wasn't it wasn't her fault. I, oh, she mate. just met me at the wrong time. Yeah. So yeah, and after that, since then I've been stable and and I think I think now with 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 bipolar, I think I just know where my my trigger points are. I know yeah. what I can and can't do, and I learned that I can do anything I want to do. But as long as I don't go overboard with it, you know, mm. I gig every night, I'm, I work a day job, I, I'm doing admin all the time, I'm on the radio, I do, so I'm writing a sitcom at the moment, I'm yeah, writing right. a radio sitcom, I'm doing so much at one time. Yeah. And I never would have been able to do that five years ago. That's amazing. Five years ago, yeah. because, because my mindset was wrong, I was in the wrong place, I was, I was always about getting pissed up or trying to run away yeah. from what was going on in my life. <laughs> and, and I'm looking around my shoulder because I thought I was going to get a good hiding for for the thing and oh yeah and one of the guys that was involved oh yeah got, did they get caught they all got caught yeah they all got done this is yeah. like eight months later I, I saw I didn't have to go in to give evidence at all for the uh, witness I didn't have to be a witness oh really no not at all um, so I thought they were going to arrest you and all that shit and then they went oh yeah we don't even well yeah they're going to put you up as a witness and they said you may have to and then I, again, I said, "Look, I want, I want everything, any screens you can put in. If I can call in, yeah. to give evidence, I'm doing that. I do not. I want to close this off in my life. Yeah. I, I've grown up in this city. I do not want to have to be forced out of the city because of this, mm. you know. And I bumped into the guy I went to school with, who again was as equally a victim as me. Yeah. And and I always felt guilty about that because I got on really well with him at school. Great guy, really, really. This funny is the guy, guy that was in on it as well. Yeah, he was yeah. in on it. Yeah, I went to school with him and. I saw him about a few weeks ago in in a, in, um, in a screw fix or something like that, right. or, or a Travis Perkins. I was buying some OSB board. Um, I, I don't know why I say OSB board because the what? B is board. <laughs> OSB. What's OS? OSB, mate. How how long have you been doing comedy? You, you haven't you haven't looked you haven't done any DIY for how many years? No, uh, don't mate, do that. Don't do DIY. OS, OSB is that stuff that's like recycled wood that it just gets compacted together and it's just like right. Big, okay. I made a stage out of it. It was it was comedy related. Right, right, right. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. OSB. OSB, mate. Do you know how much the price of milk is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one pound eighty because I did, I get uh, almond milk. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you have to remember so much now. Uh, yeah, so many different prices. Well, I, I, yeah, I got rid of, I got rid of uh, normal milk because. It felt shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, Shitting out of your ass. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to, yeah. <laughs> so the guys got done for it. They got done. Yeah. He he got he got a good slap on the wrist as well. I think he went to magistrates and got done. But Your mate did. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a mate at school, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I felt really guilty about that. And he used to chew, he used to eat me up. I thought, I, I really want to apologise to this guy because I never wanted, even though, oh, by the way, I had to pay all that money back. What? Two grand. I had to pay every penny of that back. But you didn't steal it. No, I know. But they just went... they found me accountable. I was I was uh, cautioned for uh, I think theft. I was like, how can I thieve from myself? I'm paying it back. But That's... they so there was no proof that they made you do it. There was cameras, there was that sort of stuff. Yeah. But because of just because of that interview, that I didn't have a solicitor where I would have been advised not to yeah. say certain stuff. Just that, that, that's what they said it was. It was just that. It was just that that nah. interview that I was I wasn't mentally stable for. Um, Fuck me. That they, caused all this shit. So I paid every penny of that back. It's the first debt I ever had. Was oh, was this? Gutting. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. I I hate injustice. Mm. There's a uh, there's an artist Gary Mansfield that I interviewed the other day, and he told me about his what happened to him. He got put down. He got sent down for 14 years, and I just. Oh, I, I don't know how you how do you keep how do you keep sane <laughs> I didn't for a little while yeah because the injustice would would eat me up it does it does but you get over it mate like I think I think you just you just see worse things happen like I see people now who I'm I'm stable mate I've been since then this is what I'm 28 now um, and yeah. seven years ago and they say that every five years you stop getting complacent and stuff and I've been I've been up and down here and there but yeah. I I, I I honestly advise anyone who's going through bipolar to take your quetiapine or your carbamazepine, whatever they give you. Yeah. And always it's not one that does shitty stuff to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it because it's just a buffer. It's just uh, it just takes the edge off. Yeah, it's yeah, like when people yeah. start like taking CBD. Everyone needs CBD oil and a safe space now to be happy. But yeah. <laughs> you know the NHS does have a couple of medications you can get, and this yeah. is far cheaper. Um, <laughs> far far cheaper. Yeah, but the side effects. I mean, that, everybody's on sertraline now, aren't they? Is it? Quetiapine is the one, man. Is it? Yeah, it's slow release. Modifies. <laughs> I'm just. I, I work for a pharmaceutical company now. Clearly. Um, I have never. I, I did. I did antidepressants for a bit. Mm. It's not but, an antidepressant. It's a, it's a um, antipsychotic. Oh really? It just it just clears your head a bit. Oh, okay. It's got the same psychoactive drugs as what weed does. Yeah. It's, it's the same sort of thing, but it's safer. I would take something just to stop the negativity yeah. in my head. But it, when I was on antidepressants, it was just. I just didn't feel anything. But they I always just, put you on antidepressants. They're the yeah. worst things. One of the side effects of antidepressants is depression. Depression, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking weird, isn't it? I thought I took these fuckers to get out of this yeah. shit, not to get, to get some more. Yeah. My ears have fallen yeah. off. <laughs> so, um, so that, so that. So when I met that guy, I shook yeah. his hand and he, he apologised to me. And then, and the then guy he, from school, you went to school. The guy from yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. And then all he had to say to his colleagues was that this guy named a street once in my area mm. called Discovery Way. It's a shithole. Um, but he, he said, This is the guy in Chester, and that named it. So I'm f- well known in the area for naming this one street, which is awful. It's a, it's a competition <laughs> to school. I bought a scooter with that, it's great. Oh, mate. Yeah, that's, so that's you've the, named a street. Yeah, I was seven years old, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Discovery Street. Discovery Way. Discovery Way. Way. They said the theme was apples. And I knew that I just went through loads of. Names and I had this old encyclopedia book, and there were loads of names of 
apples right. and just put loads down in my shitty handwriting at seven <laughs> and discovery where was the one that got picked so got the only thing on. you could say you didn't say anything about the thing you just apologized it goes oh mate this is a guy named a street in the area is famous in cambridge um <laughs> oh, mate. so i shook his hand and i got back in the car and i broke down it's the first time i'd cried after this is years like this is like mm. seven years like this is a couple of months ago yeah right and i broke down because that just not the money not the injustice the fact that I might have caused some shit for this guy that I used to get on really well with because he was as much a victim was the one, the thing that ate me up the most. And and yeah, I just right. got back in the car and I just broke down because I thought, I've always wanted to apologise to this guy. And I went and walked in there and he shook my hand and apologised to me. That's amazing. But you're, well, that was it because he was in it, in on it. It wasn't like you'd been made to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's Whereas true. he didn't. He was in on it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't hold any grudges against him. No. I mean, I, but the fact that you felt you owed him something... Is a bit, a bit odd, because like you were, you were held against your will. When that's something else, sure they were done, they got done for that, but you couldn't prove it. Well, I couldn't prove that they had done it. They, they said duress is a really difficult thing to prove, mm. um, because unless there's, unless there's a stab wound, unless there's yeah. a, been punched in the head, I wasn't hit once that day. It's just one, uh, one's word, one word, one yeah, someone's yeah. word against yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my God. Yeah. So I again. It slightly unnerves you before you go into an interview when you know that through the door that's just there is one of the guys that's in on it. Shit. So I was in, I was in, held in here to go through to question him. Yeah. But they said I had to keep my voice down because the person in the next door was connected. It was connected to it. Fuck. So we don't want to give give away your location. That's amazing. I got accidentally uh, arrested a few years ago. I was in, um, I'd just done a gig and I went and met some people in Tooting. And we were out the front having a drink and uh, this guy came up and he's like, oh, you've got to change, you need some change, you need some change. For the phone. And we were like, well, have, you got, have you got a mobile phone? He went, no, no, I ain't got a mobile phone. You've got any change, you got to change. So I gave him some change for the phone and then he's like, I want to give you something, I want to give you something. I'm like, no, no, we're fine. You don't have to give us anything, mate. We don't want anything. He said, no, 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 I have to, I have to, I have to. And he's rummaging around in his underpants and we sort of like, he goes, come here, come here. So we went, me and my other mate went under this street light in uh, tooting and uh, and we stood there and, he, and, we, and we're both saying to each other joking we're like oh, it's probably just some shit coke or something else to give us like we'll just take it and we'll just throw it away or whatever just, just to fuck him off anyway gets it out as he hands it to me I as I take it this undercover police woman just pops up and she's like I'm arresting you for drugs no way drugs offences and drugs and I went I just what and then I got taken away um, and my mate, all my mates are women. They're like, what, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And I got taken off, and then I had to stay there all night. And uh, I'm like, "I didn't fucking do it. I didn't do it. This is bollocks." And then uh, next morning, in this uh, CID interviewed me, and he was going, "He goes, so he goes, but you, but you, we, you were overheard saying, I bet it's coke. We'll just take it.'" I, mean, I did say that. I said, but I also said, and then we'll throw it away. He said, right, and then apparently you two were making jokes about it. And I went, yeah, by then we just became a bit flippant. We were mm. just trying to get rid of this bloke. And luckily, the, blo the bloke who it was, the dealer bloke, had gone, no, no, I've never met that bloke in my life before in my life. I was really honest. And then, yeah, and so I got, I got sent home and then nothing happened. But, um, but it was like, it was scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't do it. Well, yeah, and you've, you've all seen those like, those dramas, those horrible dramas where they twist everything. Yeah, and, just and to they, get, um, in my head, I'm like, yeah, they're just going to bang me up just to get, yeah, yeah. to keep the numbers down. Yeah. It was all in my head. Mm. So, oh man, yeah, madness. 
but I, it, not not even anywhere near the scale that that you were on. I mean, that's that's a, a terrible story. But I think I think with with depression and and these experiences though that people like you you speak about everyone wanting to get one over the other and saying that mm. oh I'm more depressed than you or I'm more disabled yeah. than you or I'm more black than you and all these these terms of people like, trying to get one over the other one I need to be the oppressed one I need to be the outsider because this is what's selling in clubs at the moment I want to be di- oh, yeah I'm trying to they, everyone's trying to find an angle like you know yeah. someone like I said this other day someone is doing a show about their granddad having ADHD and you go really you had to yeah, dig yeah, that yeah. far Oh, the big, the, the big, the big moment in an Edinburgh show is, is yeah, like, uh, yeah, the forty-minute mark. Yeah, oh yeah. God! And it's fine, but it's just, um, it's just that I don't, I, I don't even think I'd want. I would do benefit gigs because it'd be fun. Mm. But I certainly don't mould my career on on my, my. It's it's a reason I do it. Yeah, it's a motive. It's something that inspires me to do it. It's something that drives me to do it. I don't think I'd be as as um, brave to do mm. it if I wasn't a bit mental, but. It's not something that I lead with. It's not something that I... You're I, not pleased that you've got yeah, a mental I, illness. Yeah, no. I, I know that tomorrow I could be really down. Yeah. Right? Or the next day I could be really high in, or I could be manic and I could be really aggressive with someone and then eat myself up yeah. about it for eight months. So I think it's really important for people to know that everyone's issues are really important. And, yes. And I might say I've gone through this, but, you know... Matt Price and his wife, you know, she she's been attacked, brutally mm. attacked. You know, so he's got that story. He's got that that struggle that he's been through yeah. about his manlyhood and all that sort of stuff. So everyone's got something they can talk about. And, yeah. And who am I to say that my stuff's worse than someone else's? Yeah. It's how it affects you because I'll, it's it's all about how you, how how you how you take it, how you feel about it, mm. and that's important to all of us. Yeah. And, and it's. Lead with it. Be proud that you've got through it, and I think that's the, the yeah, main man. thing with it. If you've overcome it, no matter even if it's feeling shit about a grade you got at school, yeah. If that's how, you, if that's really important to you at that time, then who am I to say that that's less important, yeah, or less or less stressful than I've been through? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think playing this blame culture with things where you, I, I don't blame them. For, like, yes, the next couple of years of my life was shit because mm. of them. Right, because of that day and they're paying the debt off and, and has it affected you like like credit wise and Oh for for a good while, yeah, I couldn't get a bank account. Fuck man. We have to do a part two to this because there there is a whole other bit. The next couple of years was I had to have I don't know if they call thing money anymore, but I had to pay like a subscription right. to be with a bank because I couldn't get a normal bank. And oh, one of the ones you have to actually yeah. just have the physical money. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't even. I had. A, I used. I was for the first, for the next couple of years. I was using a, a building society. Okay. I used to have a building society book, and I had to go in and get the cash. And yeah, for that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I couldn't even get a current account after that. Oh wow, yeah. fucking hell, man! But you're not, and it doesn't. You you kind of go. It was a part of my life. Uh, mate, why why mm. why live, why mull on it? You know, I yeah. I feel more guilty about the day that I made my mum cry in the car. Yeah. That still eats me up. I brought it up with her recently, mm. and I said, "Look, I still, it still really, really bothers me. I did that because no parent should have to go through that with their, no. their kids. So being a parent's hard enough. I'm not a parent yet, and I can't even begin to understand it. That's like mm, my brothers and sisters, or they all have an argument at Christmas about something. I think just fucking leave it. You're gonna put five years on dad. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, you, if you go through this, you're gonna get over this. You're gonna forget about it. This is gonna age him. He's gonna get loads more grey hairs. He's gonna, mm. he's gonna age in five years. You're gonna, you're gonna give him a heart attack one day just because you were angry about nothing about yeah. a fucking board game. Fucking get over <laughs> it. Shit. 
just because he got fucking park lane and you landed <laughs> on the hotel get over your fucking self you know yeah. nothing's more important than than just spreading love and, and peace like you said yeah. on my podcast like, it's just one of those things you just need to trying to it's it, it's I, a I, good day just, yeah i understand why people are doing it at the moment we're under we're under a lot of stress people don't feel important they don't feel different they don't feel like they matter so they're trying to find anything that sort of separates them from everybody else to make because we're not special human beings we're not as far as i'm aware you know we we kind of appeared we're here for this whatever amount of time we're here for and then we won't be here forever and people can't get their heads around that people are kind of like no there has to be a point to us there's a reason there's a I'm special I am special we go yeah you are you are special we're just a parasite but you're just yeah basically ruining the earth <laughs> so yeah I get why people are doing it I just wish people wouldn't do it I wish people would focus on or just being more content try and be mm. content this 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 there's this thing trying to fill that void in you with things and thinking that if you had your life a certain way mm. you'd feel better but you know I've achieved things in my life and I thought I would feel different and I don't I still feel I feel still that same person yeah that's yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah it does, you're like yeah buy that sofa but that's not going to change your life no it make you happy for a bit. You yeah. look at it on the first couple of days. Oh, that was a fucking lovely sofa. Exactly. And then all you do on it is sit on it and then fart <laughs> and ruin it over and a couple lose of years. your lose your wallet down it. And... Yeah. Oh god, and the controls, <laughs> engagement rings, and all sorts. We're getting down hack comedy yeah. routes now. Yeah. yeah exactly, oh, yeah. <laughs> under the cushions. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, have you? So you on medication now? I yeah. Do you know what? I was talking to A.D. McQueen, who's a brilliant comedian herself she's back in Ireland at the moment right and I met her in a, in a green room just before a gig for Mirth Control um, great gig in Cambridge and mm. um, let's go back <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff cheers mate uh, <laughs> and, and, no I was in the green room with her and we were talking about bipolar she, she suffers from it and she right. recently had a she struggled with it recently and when I first met her I I was so worried and nervous about telling her mm. and so proud to say that I was on medication. Like, I didn't yeah, want to say it, and yeah. I said no, and I lied. Right? And I haven't yeah, told her since. I should probably tell her before she listens to this. Um, <laughs> tell her now. Yeah, tell her now. Yeah, listen to this, Aiden. <laughs> and I told her, and, and I said no. And, I, and then I thought about it for like weeks after, and I thought, why did I say no? Why am I so ashamed mm. of taking medication? Because there's a stigma attached to taking it, to taking medication, because you're admitting that you've got a problem. Yeah. But to be honest, I've been stable for seven years taking medication. You know, nothing's been affected. It helps me sleep. It's a modified release. It makes me feel drowsy. Mm. I have amazing sleepers. I, I know when I'm a dad one day, right? I, I'll be a shit. I, I'll be the shit husband because I will not be the one waking up to. I do knocked out, have an yeah. amazing sleep. Well, all shit. Going on <laughs> because I take this medication and and it's amazing. I get the best sleep I could ever have. I have yeah. very vivid dreams and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, but um, but even that, some people, you talk about not being proud to be on 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 uh, medication, but there are people that can't wait to tell you and even want to really? be on it. And I keep, I might be, I don't know. Do you know what? I might be being a bit of a twat saying all this. I might be completely wrong. I just, I just have this feeling that some people are just, they think it's the answer and or they want, and they, they kind of, they, it's like they want to have something wrong with them or mm. it's weird, like a Munchausen's disease or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Whereas personality some, disorder, yeah, what an awful term. Oh, I know. It's like, oh yeah, I've got a mood disorder. Go, yeah, we all have. Yeah, we all have. If we don't eat properly, it's called fucking stress, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's called not you paying your bills on time. Exactly, mate. Yeah. All of my depression and stress comes from money. Yeah, of course. I yeah, have, yeah, I, yeah. My, I don't know. I don't know why my money doesn't come in properly. It destroyed relationships as well. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, when, you know, I think you've probably said it before on your podcast. I, I just, you know, whenever you're not talking with, in, with your partner, it's always something that you're not, if you're not talking about it, yeah. it's not out in the open. It's just because you want to go and have a good night out. Like you doing comedy and stuff, you're all in different places. You're gigging around. Yeah. You're never with each other. But that one time you're together, go out and just splash <laughs> and just enjoy yourself. That's right. Because, That's right. Yeah. You know, even if you even if you have to you know eat bread for the next week or just yeah. eat pasta, it's fine. Go and do just, it. Just that moment, and it's. I think Billy Connolly um, again has spoken about it, but he was saying recently they asked him, "Did being incredibly rich change your life?" And he said, "Well, I got a few extra things. I, I stayed in nicer hotels. Um, I probably shopped in a better shop, mm. but I still did all the things I enjoyed doing. The stuff that I did when I had no money and I was working down the fishmongers is what." I still did. Yeah. I still reverted back to my hobbies. The hobbies don't change. You just nah. get better, maybe. But he said, <laughs> you just, you just yeah. you're acclimatized to whatever point you are in your life. You, you just, you just adapt. True. So if you're trying to deal with mental health and all that sort of stuff, that's still going to fuck you up. No one's immune from that. No. It's, no, it's like it doesn't matter how big or famous you are, what politician you are. We're all going to fucking die eventually. Yeah. We're all going to end up in a you know, in a care home somewhere, you know, eating eating food from wheels and that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's finite. But I think we should be positive about that, that if you've only got this time on earth, then just make the most of it. Yeah. yeah and just... stop blaming people and stop trying to be, stop trying to be the next, the next weirdo. Like, just, just, just be honest. Be. Just be honest. That's yeah. the thing. Honesty is there the thing. Go. Just be honest with yourself and honest with each other. There you go. Nice one, Luke. Cheers, Absolute mate. pleasure, man. Thanks for having nice me. Nice one. Um, where can we find you online and things like that? So I'm all I'm all over the place. You can my website's LukeAnthonyComedy.co.uk. Um, yeah, I've got the Comedians Outly podcast. If that's you type right. that into any of the podcast apps, you can listen to that. I that that's all about speaking to people that have had like their first ever gig, right? And to people that have done like their ten thousandth hour. So it's all about yeah. getting the heads of comedians. It's called the Comedians Outlook, and that's nice. the only pun that I do. That's a brilliant pun. Thank you, mate. Nice one, Luke. Thanks very much, man. Thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. Insane in the Membrane is back for another live podcast recording on Sunday, the 23rd of February. I found that through humour, people open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is an intimate live show with comedian Rich Wilson and very special surprise guest in front of a small audience at the Pleasance Islington. In fact, you are so close to the comedians, you could probably lick them. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. January's a struggle for us all, so put yourself something to look forward to in February. Insane in the Membrane Live at the Pleasance, Sunday, Feb 23rd at 7.30pm. Just £5. Nearest tube, Caledonian Road, Piccadilly Line, Dead easy, no excuses. You did great, Reg. Thanks, Bob. You Didn't did you as well. Didn't you do great? Thank you. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app or go to pleasant.co.uk. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. And check back here for the next episode of Insane in the Membrane, released every Thursday night at 6. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.